This episode's special because it's the last one I'm recording in 2022 and the first one that's going to be coming out in 2023, so super exciting. Um, An update on the Crossley record player that I got for Black Friday. So I know that I mentioned that it's playing my Billie Eilish EP, Super Scratchy, but my friend got me the Adele album, 30 on vinyl and I played that and it played like perfectly so I think that the problem is not the record player it's the record so I bought my Billie Eilish record from Walmart and I guess it was super scratched up already or I somehow scratched it before I played it for the first time I don't know so I mean for $40 that record player is a pretty good deal I would say I like it played the um, new vinyls that I got perfectly so I would definitely recommend getting it if you were interested in getting a record player. I don't know about other people, but I definitely am not a fan of the Instagram update. Like, I'm old to this bandwagon, but a bandwagon of hatred, but um, first off, seeing, like, random people's posts that you don't follow, and then second off, getting, like, these targeted ads in your feed. I've been getting ads to join, like, vegan, vegetarian dating apps. So, like, how does... How does Zuckerberg know that I'm vegan? I I don't have that anywhere in my bio. Every now and then, like, I'll post vegan food, but, like, how? how? So that really freaked me out. I don't like it at all. Um, But I am addicted to social media like most people, so I will not delete social media, but I don't know. I don't know if other people have been getting targeted ads for this dating app. I might join it just for fun and, like, maybe make an episode about it. I don't know if um, anything would come out of that, but it's just kind of freaky. And then, so I'm recording this on the 28th. So we in Ohio had a, we were under a level two snow emergency over Christmas because we had a huge winter storm come in on the 23rd. I was originally scheduled to work the 23rd and 24th and 25th. I was gonna, I usually work the weekends at the hospital, um, because you get weekend pay, which is a little bit more an hour, and night pay, which is an additional extra per hour, and then obviously, like, holiday pay on top of that, so I was like, you know what, I'll work these three days, um, and I'll make some extra money, because I'm going to LA next week for, um, a fun little trip with my friends, and I wanted to have some spending money for that trip. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll just work before and then have some of that extra cash to use. No, I, so first off, I canceled my shift on Friday because the roads were horrendous. Even though it hadn't snowed that much, they, it was night, like the high was like negative seven. So everything kind of froze over. So it was just like super icy and not safe. And I was like, you know, this job is not worth me getting into a car crash. I'm not going to go. So I canceled my shift on Friday, but I was like, it should hopefully be cleared up by Saturday. They would have had a whole day to clear up the snow. Oh my God. This was the worst drive of my life. I was so scared. What usually takes me about like 25 minutes took, it was like a 45, 50 minute drive and I literally could not see the lanes on the regular roads and on the highways. They hadn't cleaned, cleared out the highways, so I couldn't see where I was going. I think at one point I was driving in, like, the shoulder, like, 
I had no idea where I was going. It was so bad. It was so scary. I think the fastest I went on the highway was like 35 miles per hour. Like it was horrendous. Um, but I made it to work. Um, I got there early and as soon as I got there, I emailed my, um, supervisor. I was like, Hey girly, I'm so sorry. I am not coming into work tomorrow. Like I'm not going through this again. Um, but it was fine by Monday because my sister and I went to go get our nails done um, at the W Nail Bar in the Short North, and then the highway was like completely cleared out. So I don't know if they would have cleared it out on Sunday because it's Christmas and everything, or if they waited until Monday to clear it out. Regardless, um, so that was fine. But no, of course, with my luck, I got stuck behind this like snow truck that was like clearing out the snow. So I was like, oh god. So we were going super slow. And then it starts spewing snow out the back onto my car. So I couldn't see anything. Like, I used my windshield to try to wipe the snow off, and it just made it worse. And then I could, like, literally not see anything. Um, yeah, so that was horrifying. And I don't know how we even got to the place. I was just, like, staring at the, um... I don't know what they're called. Like, they're little reflective things in between the spaces of the line like the lines um that like reflect in the light so I was just like staring at those and that's what got us through but oh my god that was also horrifying so we've had some not very good driving experiences and this is why I don't know if I want to stay in Ohio for medical school like I don't want to deal the snow is pretty to look at sure right and white Christmas in theory is like beautiful but driving through that is horrendous and sometimes you have to, like, if you need to get groceries or if you need to go to work. And so, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's not a fun thing to deal with. I'll definitely say that. And I tried to get the nail appointment rescheduled. And the guy was like, well, you're only under level one snow emergency now, so we can't reschedule it. It's like, okay, we're still under a level something snow emergency. Like, there that should be grounds to be able to reschedule your appointment. Whatever. So I went in. It was a great experience, although I have, like, weird cuticles. My cuticles are, like, they go into my nail bed. So every time I go to get my nails done, which is not that often to begin with, but every time I go in, oh, when they cut my cuticles, like, my nails always bleed because it goes into my nail bed. So it takes, like, I feel so awkward, but it's, like, 10 minutes of the nail tech just trying to stop the bleeding. Like, it's awful. Because everything that they have doesn't work. Like, they have, like, a liquid bandage that is supposed to stop it, but that doesn't help me. And they have, like, alcohol that they can put on it. That didn't help either. So, when I came home, I just had some nails that just had blood on them. But I really like how it turned out. So, I got the cat eye nail polish, which creates this, like, velvet nail look. Apparently, it's a trend on TikTok. I haven't seen any TikToks with this, but I would definitely recommend getting it. It's very pretty. Um, it was $50 at the W Nail Bar, so it was like 40 bucks for just regular essential mani with gel, and then an additional $10 for the cat eye polish, because it's like level one art skill or something like that although all they did is just put the polish on it and then they like run a magnet over it and the magnet creates like the cat eye effect um so I haven't been able to stop looking at my nails I'm always like moving them around in the light to see the cat eye but it's very pretty I would definitely recommend trying it out if you do like gel at home I'm pretty sure they sell cat eye polish on Amazon and stuff like that so I'm thinking about buying that and doing it at home because 
I don't want to spend $50 every month to get my nails done. And then my last little random update. So obviously now I'm at home for break. So I've been watching a lot of shows on Netflix. Of course, Emily in Paris season three came out. I watched that. Season three was actually quite good in my opinion. Like I was um, intrigued the whole time and I watched the whole thing in like two or three sittings. Um, Granted, I was watching it at 1.25 speed, but yeah, I don't know. It was pretty good. I was... um, surprised compared to see obviously season one was very cringy but weirdly addicting and I kind of felt the same way about season two but season three was like actually good like I would recommend people watch the show now because of how good season three was um and then another random show that I didn't have high expectations for is The Recruit again on Netflix it features Noah Centineo and so before you click off this episode hear me out I'm also, I was also on the same thought of like, oh, Noah Centineo, it's not going to be good. I just wanted to see, watch it to see what it was. Essentially, he plays like a CIA lawyer who has to like deal with a gray male case um, involving this Russian mafia person. And so you can imagine, given that context, kind of what the show is about. It's weirdly like, good I don't know I don't know if good is the best word for it but like it's you want to keep watching it like it's definitely a binge worthy show and the way it ended there is definitely going to be a season two um so I don't know it was it was really good and I would love to know other people's opinions on both of the shows because I watched um Emily in Paris on my own but I watched like the first five episodes of the recruit with my mom and my sister and they absolutely hated the show my mom thought it was too violent and I think Reba couldn't Reba my sister couldn't get past the Noah Centineo part of it all but I don't know it was I mean some of the dialogue is not that the greatest it's definitely cringy at part at times but I think overall is really good like all the other actors and actresses did a really good job bringing it all together and the editing, I think, was also really good. So, yeah, those are my random updates for today. Getting into what today's episode is about. Why I'm not making New Year's resolutions for 2023. So, first off, to define what a New Year's resolution is, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online, a New Year's resolution is a promise to do something differently in the new year. So going off of that kind of definition, for me personally, I like to learn about the history of why um, we do do something. I think it's very interesting to understand kind of the origins of, you know, collectively as a society, why we partake in this behavior of creating New Year's resolutions. So I went to the best resource online, the History Channel website, um, I feel like it's a pretty credible source, so hopefully this information is accurate, and if it's not, I mean, there's like five people that listen to this podcast, and one of them is my mom, so I think it's okay. Um, so the first person, or I guess the first people in general to practice New Year's resolutions were ancient Babylonians, um, so that was about like 4,000 years ago, so they celebrated the new year in accordance with the crop season, so that was around mid-March for them, so mid-March they would have like a celebration, they would celebrate the, the king, or if a new king was coming in, the new king, and they would make promises to the gods to repay any debts they had, to return anything they had borrowed, 
um, in order to have like a good crop season. And if they didn't go through with those promises, then they would have a bad crop season. So that was kind of the start of um, New Year's resolutions. And then later on, Julius Caesar, the ancient Rome's Rome's Romans. Oh my God! In ancient Rome, the the ancient Romans. Um, so he kind of reworked the calendar and said that the year started in January. So he named the month January after the god Janus. Um, and so the Romans would make, or I guess offer sacrifices to this god and make promises of good conduct in order to have like a prosperous year. Um, so a little bit different than the ancient Babylonians, but, you know, starting to inch closer to how New Year's resolutions are today. And then I thought another interesting thing, in 1740, there was this English clergyman named John Wesley, and he created the Covenant Renewal Service. And this was basically um, kind of like a spiritual alternative to how people were celebrating New Year's at the time, which is kind of similar to now, like drinking and partying and that kind of stuff. Um, And so basically, it was just like the church is celebrating New Year's with like um, hymn singing and scripture readings, and they called them watch night services. And that is still a thing that a lot of churches do today. So I thought that that was like an interesting little tidbit of information. So that is kind of how we've come to where we are today in terms of how we celebrate New Year's and where New Year's resolutions came from. In that article, it also mentioned that 45% of Americans say that they usually make resolutions, but only 8% achieve these resolutions. So it is proven that New Year's resolutions don't work. And I think that even without knowing that statistic, a lot of people in their own personal experience know that New Year's resolutions aren't the best way to achieve your goals. So I have kind of like three big issues with New Year's resolutions. So my first one is that New Year's resolutions, kind of traditionally the way they're set up, the goals that you make are too vague, they're too big, and I think that inevitably leads to failure. So if you had a like a basic New Year's resolution is, oh, in 2023, I want to lose weight. Like that is such a vague statement, and there's a lot of different ways you can lose weight. You know, you can start dieting, you can start exercising, you can engage in unhealthy practices to lose that weight, Um, but none of these are necessarily healthy things to do if you're not doing them in a way that is, like, evidence-based, in a way that has been um, taught to you by a, a professional in the fitness industry. So I think that that is my first big issue with resolutions. And then kind of going into my second one here, a lot of New Year's resolutions focus on changing yourself or changing your like appearance or your body. And I have a big issue with this as a personal trainer. A lot of people work out for aesthetic purposes, not for bettering themselves necessarily, not to make themselves stronger or to better their mental health or things like that. Um, and when you're working out for aesthetic purposes, for looks and appearances, that is like the number one way for you to burn out super quickly from exercise, to develop unhealthy relationships with food and 
about your body and dieting and all those different things, I think kind of relate um, and mix together in um, very complicated ways that we in the fitness industry don't fully understand either yet. There's still a lot of research that needs to be done um, about what is the healthiest way to kind of work out and engage in fitness that works for everybody because everybody's different every body is different healthy looks different for everybody and so unfortunately like there is not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to exercise currently and in my opinion I don't think there ever will be because of how varied we can be and then lastly with new year's resolutions there's no room to give yourself grace there's no opportunity for you to step back and take a break for a second if you need to so I think that that leads to behaviors that aren't sustainable so sticking with the weight loss example let's say that you've been working out every day so you went from not working out at all to working out for every day for an hour in the gym and maybe you were just doing cardio or whatever something you don't like like running let's say um If you have no desire to partake in those activities and you're not seeing any progress, you're going to burn out and you're not going to want to keep going back to it. So you're going to stop after a week or two of um, that activity because it wasn't bringing you any joy and you weren't seeing any immediate results. So you don't have that kind of drive to continue doing that. And I think that like that is understandable right because the way that resolutions are set up you think that you're going to kind of see this immediate change and that's not how it works especially with weight loss um that is something that happens over time and in order to sustain that you have to build a workout routine um that you enjoy and that you can engage in over a long period of time so While I have a lot of issues with New Year's resolutions, I also do have some things I like about New Year's resolutions. I think that it's great that they allow people to set goals for themselves. Um, Being a very type A person myself, I really like to have things to do and then be able to check them off when I'm done. Like, for example, even washing my hair or shaving or like basic things like that like I'll write it down on my to-do list and check it off when I get those self-care things done and so I really like new year's resolutions I like having something to work towards putting in that energy and effort and then checking it off when I'm done but I think that there is a better way to go about new year's resolutions so this year instead of making new year's resolutions what I'm going to do is make one smart goal for each month So if you don't know what a SMART goal is, it is an acronym. So S stands for specific, M stands for measurable, A stands for achievable, R stands for relevant, and T stands for timely. We had to make SMART goals when I was in RA training, some goals that we had for the semester. And I really liked that system because it allowed you to set yourself up for success, take those baby steps towards achieving your goal, which I think is the exact opposite of traditional New Year's resolutions. It's very big picture, it's very broad, and you can't make a plan. It doesn't in itself contain a plan for you to achieve those goals. You have to actively put in that extra effort to make that plan, and a lot of people don't do that based on that 45% to 8% statistic I mentioned earlier. 
So to kind of walk you through an example of a SMART goal, my SMART goal for January is to create a journaling habit. I think a big thing going into 2023 for me is engaging in a lot of different self-care habits. It's going to be a big year of change. I'm graduating undergrad. I'm going to start medical school. I'm joining the military. Like a lot of different things are happening and dealing with change is not one of my strong suits. I tend to get stressed out very, very easily by all the little things that happen in life that in the long run are honestly inconsequential. And so this is going to kind of help me more positively deal with that change. And so that's kind of the reason why my first goal for Jan- or for the for 2023 for January is creating this journaling habit. So if we go through the SMART goal, so S for specific. So I want to integrate journaling into my daily routines. I want to be able to journal every day. And then M which is measurable, I will keep track of my journal entries like in my journal. So that's how I can kind of measure me achieving this goal. A, achievable. So is this goal achievable? So yeah, I've already, like I have a journal and I have kind of been journaling on and off since November. Um, Typically what I will do is look up five minute journal prompts. Right now I'm using this website called, it's like a blog called It's Mumtastic. Um, so it's for moms, which I don't plan on being a mom anytime soon, but she has like a a list of five minute journal prompts that I like. So I usually pick a prompt from there and then I'll type in a five minute timer on Google and I'll just write out, um, my response to that prompt. Obviously journaling looks different for everybody. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's what it is for me at the moment. And you know, that could change down the line, um, towards the end of January, maybe I decide I want to journal in a different way. So that is kind of how it's achievable for me. I have some experience with journaling and I kind of have a system in place for how I like to journal at the moment. In terms of relevant, I want to build healthy habits. As I mentioned, 2023 is going to be a big year of change for me. So I would like to start developing, um, habits that I can practice no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing. And then timely. So this is usually like a specific time frame for achieving your goal. Since these are smart goals every month, what I did for timely is I want to journal at least 20 times in January. So I know that I'm not going to be able to journal every single day and I don't want to set myself up for failure. I want to create goals that are achievable. And like I mentioned, I'm going to be in LA. So I'm going to be in LA for the first kind of week of January. I'm not planning to bring my journal with me, with me, I'm trying to pack light. So I'm not going to be able to journal for that first week. So I would not be able to journal every single day in January. And since I already know that, I want to kind of give myself grace and say at least 20 times so that I know that that is something that I can achieve and feel good about. Um, And hopefully that will help me kind of create a more sustainable long-term habit of journaling rather than feeling dejected that I was not able to journal every single day and feel like a failure already knowing that like that's just not possible given my traveling um, agenda. I think that I'm going to try and keep my 12 SMART goals like track them in a way in a google excel sheet and then i'll try to update you guys every month with my new smart goal for the month 
So hopefully that is a little bit of inspiration for you to also give yourself grace when it comes to New Year's. I know that it's very easy to kind of fall into that trap of, oh, this year is like my year. I'm going to completely change um, who I am and become a better person, a happier person, a healthier person. And like, that's great. But you got to remember to give yourself grace because you don't want to kind of fall into the cycle of self-hatred when you don't reach those super big, vague goals that you don't set yourself up for success to reach. Um, I think with SMART goals, it's very easy to start taking baby steps towards these goals that you want to achieve. And that'll kind of help you set up for success long term rather than burnout. Um, like a traditional New Year's resolution would. And I think another big thing is the New Year's is a great time to create these SMART goals for yourself, but don't feel like if you didn't start in January, you can't make SMART goals the rest of the year. Like you could make a SMART goal at any point in the year for yourself to achieve. It doesn't only have to start when the New Year starts. Whenever you have that kind of fire in yourself to change, to better yourself, Set yourself up for success with SMART goals, no matter what the time is. With T being timely, you can create that time frame for yourself. Maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's two months that you take to try to achieve this goal. Um, And so, yeah, that is, those are my thoughts on New Year's resolutions and why I'm anti-New Year's resolutions now. I probably will not be making New Year's resolutions for a while, I think, maybe forever, Um, and definitely start engaging in these SMART goals instead. I wish that I started doing this earlier, but I'm happy to have started it now. Um, I hope that this kind of inspires you to stray away from New Year's resolutions and, oh, I got an email. Anyways, (laughs) um, to stray away from New Year's resolutions and to remember to not beat yourself up if you don't succeed in these ways that in a sense kind of inevitably set you up for failure. I think it's important to kind of keep that in mind when you're creating New Year's resolutions. And I'm not telling you to not create New Year's resolutions. Maybe restructure it in such a way that you set yourself up for success rather than failure. Um, Okay, now I'm rambling so I need to stop talking. Thank you so much for listening. Um, super excited for everything that 2023 is going to hold for this podcast. Hopefully more guests. I'm trying to think about maybe adding in a video element to the podcast. So like vlogging different experiences. Um, at the moment, I have a huge audio pro mic that I just plug into my computer. So that won't work for vlogging. I'll need to get like a small mic that connects to my phone or something I don't know I'll have to look it up and figure it out but hopefully that is something that I can do in this upcoming year thank you so much for your support whether you've been with us since the beginning or you're a new listener I so so appreciate your time um yeah I hope you had a safe and happy and healthy holidays and new years and I'll see you next week thank you so much bye